Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Alex Cook, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you as always. Alex, uh, some attention today to this issue of tithing, and uh, there's a bit of division in the Christian community around tithing, so let's get some insights into this topic, sometimes uh, some heated debate amongst Christians. Let's unpack some of the theology, perhaps, come back to the Bible and some application of tithing and the big picture of Christian giving. So what is tithing? And a little bit of history from your end. Yeah, okay. Well, as you say, it is a bit of a a controversial one. You'll find that amongst believers there are quite different opinions and certainly amongst pastors as well. Um, But what I'll do is I'll unpack a little bit of history first just so people understand the concepts and where it came from and what we see in Scripture. And then we can talk about, you know, the big question. And the big question that people always want to know is, does it apply today? (laughs) That's that's the big one. Um, But look, just in terms of what does it actually mean? So tithing or a tithe simply means a tenth. So, you know, in modern day language, we just tend to think of it as a tenth of our income, but the word simply means a tenth. Um, When we look in scripture, though, the first example that we see of tithing is Abraham, and he actually tithes. We only know of one instance that we see in scripture, and that it was he was tithing the spoils of war. Um, So there's no obvious pattern of him doing it throughout his life but that's the the one example that we do see in scripture and therefore it's often used that particular example is often used as saying that tithing is actually outside of the law you know it's outside of the old and new covenants and there it's often therefore often justified as something that we should just do anyway irrespective of whether it's old or new covenant so that's that's the first one um, it's also important to say that the actual concept of tithing existed outside of christianity too so it was, it was something that happened in ancient history. It wasn't purely just a Christian thing. Uh, But then if we jump into the main thing, and the main thing in the Old Testament that we see is that under the Mosaic law, there were three tithes. And this actually often surprises people because when we think of tithing, we tend to think of just the 10%. But in ancient Israel, there are actually three. So the first tithe was the funding of the priesthood, the the Levites, who effectively ran Israel. And there's an argument to say that that's pretty probably the equivalent to us paying income tax today. Uh, The second tithe was the funding of national festivals. Uh, And then there was a third tithe. Now, the third tithe was slightly different because you only did it once every three years. And that was a tithe for giving to the poor. So it was actually God's system effectively for looking after those in society who were less fortunate. Uh, So as an actual system, it was very highly effective in running a nation. Now, in addition to tithing, there were offerings, and people in you know who've been around the church for a while have probably heard the expression a free will offering, uh, and these were not mandatory. So the tithings themselves were mandatory or compulsory, if you like, um, but the free will offerings were not; they were on top of. Um, it's also probably important to point out that these were agricultural societies, so they weren't tithing the cash in their pocket like what we do today. They were tithing, you know, grain and other produce. Um, so interestingly, in reality, even though we talk of tithers 10%, uh, in reality, they were tithing probably equivalent to more like t- over 20%, probably closer to 23% 
per annum when you average it out over the three years. So very, very interesting, very and, and very different to obviously what we think of uh, today. So if you want so to be legalistic about it, uh, 20% is more the equivalent. Hey, uh, there's often debate over whether it still applies today. You were inferring that we'd get to this. Uh, this might be something mm. that some people will be sitting on the edge of their seat right now. How should we address <laughs> this issue uh, in a debate today? Yes, yeah, so I'll give my personal view first and then I'll, then I'll break it down a bit. So my honest view is that it doesn't apply today, which um, unfortunately probably polarises half the audience and you might get a few love letters later on in the day. Um, but look, no, tithing is clearly biblical, right? It's in the Bible. It's clearly a biblical concept, but it's not necessarily Christian. In other words, does it still apply uh, today? Um, there's no question that it was required, obviously, under the old covenant. But interestingly, under the new covenant, there is basically no mention of it. Uh, now, we'll unpack some of the passages where Jesus did refer to it later on, just so people can understand what the New Testament actually says. But I think it's very important um, when we talk about the Bible, we've got to read it in context. We need to ask ourselves, what was the author's intention? But not only what was their intention, who are they actually writing it to? And of course, what was his, what was life like at that particular time? So it's very important to understand that historical context. Um, possibly the most quoted verse on tithing uh, from the Old Testament is Malachi three, and I'll read it out because it's an important one because um, I think it often gets misused too. And it says, "You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house." And thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Uh, so it's a, as this is, as I say, I've heard this passage uh, used many, many times. But I think that the question is, who was it actually to? And obviously you'll get different scholarly opinion on this, but the, the one that I've uh, wrestled with and seen is that Malachi is essentially addressing the priesthood and the sons of Levi, some of whom were actually helping themselves to the storehouse. So the storehouse was essentially a storage room in the temple. And uh, my understanding is not all of the tithe actually went into it. Only roughly 10% of it actually went in there and 90% of it stayed out with the families of the Levites. So that's a bit of the history behind it. Um, and interestingly, when you apply it to, say, the modern-day church, the first church didn't actually appear for another 400 years after that particular passage was written, right? So it's very, it's very difficult to pull that forward into today's context. Um, so, as I say, we can talk a bit more about the New Testament now and some of the things you know that Jesus said about it. But certainly, uh, that Malachi passage, I think, which is very quoted, doesn't actually apply directly to the people of Israel per se. Alex, just before we get to uh, what Jesus taught around this issue of tithing, uh, some might be thinking, well, at my church, uh, they talk about the tithes and the offerings every week. And uh, mm -hmm. we're called to give. Are they actually teaching something that's wrong? Because can't you apply a principle, which is a biblical principle, as you say, a uh, very good, wise way of building a nation, the way that the Israelites relied on that uh, from God to do. So, uh, so for, for churches that are taking up the tithes and offerings, um, mm -hmm. they're not necessarily wrong, though, are they? It's perhaps, uh, but, you're, but you're talking about, you know, a biblical foundation here. 
Well, I think you're right. And I think the um, it's often the language that's used. Often, you know, they refer to it as tithes and offerings, and there's not much of a theological explanation to it, like what we're trying to sort of unpack now. And I think, to me, I've always liked tithing almost as a place to start, not as a place to finish. So I think in one sense it has some, uh, you know, modern day use to it. Um, as I say, though, I certainly wouldn't be accusing anyone of teaching the wrong thing necessarily. It's more just that we, I think, pastors should actually teach it as a, not just as a... Um, as in what, how people should should or shouldn't apply it, but more they should actually teach them the history of it, why it was done, and, and the concept behind it. Because ultimately, giving is about honouring God. It's an act of worship, and so that's what we're trying to encourage people to do in our churches. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's okay. Probably so let's come that, to yeah. let's come to what did Jesus say about tithing, uh, so we can get our head around uh, the concept. Mm. Well, so this is the thing that once again will probably surprise people is that uh, Jesus and and likewise Paul basically said almost nothing about it. Okay, now there's two major verses um, in the Gospels, so Matthew 23 and also in Luke 11, uh, where Jesus is rebuking the Pharisees. Okay, I'll read it out because people may have heard this one before when it comes to explaining tithing. It says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things that you should have done without neglecting the others. Okay, so that's from Matthew 23, verse 23, and it's almost identical in Luke eleven forty-two, right? So what's important about this is the context, right? And that is that Jesus is rebuking the Pharisees. It has nothing to do with tithing per se, but he obviously makes reference to it and acknowledges the fact that they're doing it. So he's saying, yes, you should do it, but, um, but you need to make sure you don't neglect the other things, such as being just, merciful, and being faithful. So it's, as I say, it's not a direct command, if you like, to us tithing. And it was, of course, said to, once again, a specific group of people, the Pharisees. So what we find in the New Testament is there is no specific command to tithe, but nor is there anything that nullifies it. There's nowhere it says, you know, you shouldn't tithe anymore. So that doesn't say that. Um, Paul, of course, when he talks about giving and generosity, you know, he talks about setting aside an amount each week according to how God has blessed you uh, to contribute to God's work, which I think is what, the, well, you know, when we unpack the New Testament a bit more, that's one of the things that you really do see. But as I say, that's the only real reference that Jesus makes to it. And as I say, it's very hard to deduce from that that he's commanding anyone to tithe. Now, to an extreme here, uh, for the person who hears, okay, it's not a command that I should tithe, therefore I'll give nothing. Uh, let's talk about how the New Testament might differ from the Old Testament here, Alex. Uh, well, that's where I've got bad news for people who might be thinking about that. Um, one of the amazing things about Jesus is he always raises the bar, right? There's never, there's not less, it, it's, and the, if I give the context of marriage, right? So Jesus talks about marriage. Under the Old Testament, you could get divorced. Under the New Testament, it basically says the only basis for divorce is marital unfaithfulness. So that's, that is Jesus doing that. Uh, and there's also in terms of, uh, you know, other things like under the Old Testament, eye for an eye, under the New Testament, you know, uh, turn the other cheek. So Jesus always raises the bar. So you have to ask the question, though, and I think is why is it, though, 
that um, the apostles, with all the opportunities they themselves had to teach on all the topics that they covered, why did they never once teach on tithing? And, and, and likewise with Jesus, they all talked about generosity. They talked about helping the poor. That's a massive emphasis of scripture, one that I, I like to bang on about. You know, as Christians, we need to be absolutely helping the poor. Um, but there's no reference to, to tithing. And I think the reason for that is because whilst it was part of the old covenant of which the Gentiles weren't part of, rather than there's a new covenant, which is a better one that Jesus himself has made, where we're called to live generously and to, um, you know, to be a blessing uh, to others. Um, so I think the New Testament is actually calling us to a higher standard. So you've got to ask the question once again, does God expect his people that are now living under the grace of, of Jesus who died on the cross for us, is he expecting us to give less or more, I'd say the, the answer is very obvious. More is the is the, the obvious one. And of course, you know, there's a great uh, preacher many people have heard of in the US, a guy called John Piper, very well known. Um, and he makes an interesting observation. He says, in the Old Testament, the people were not particularly missional. It wasn't like the New Testament where we have the Great Commission. And when we think about the Great Commission, what it takes to accomplish is enormous resources and, of course, a huge commitment from God's people. That, if anything, is calling us to, to give more uh, and to go all out, you, you know, funding kingdom activities and having that eternal focus for our lives. And I think it was Jesus himself that says, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So ultimately, you know, money is a heart issue. We need to be radically committed to giving significant resources to funding God's kingdom. So as I say, the New Testament, if anything, raises the bar, not lowers it. A powerful insight, isn't it? Uh, Old Testament, not missional. New Testament is missional. Uh, you know, when the Holy Ghost comes on you, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Uh, how are you going to do that? Because people are going to be generous and really, as you say, uh, like a, an unprecedented level of generosity in order to fulfill that missional aspect. Let's talk about some of the Absolutely. problems uh, around aspects of tithing. Uh, what are you identifying, Alex? Yeah, look, I think the, probably the most common one, I think, is that some Christians, and this is where they take that sort of legalistic view, is that once they've tithed, they kind of feel, oh, I've done my bit now, right? So I've, I've given 10%, and therefore, if anything, it, it, I think it can encourage lukewarm giving because it's almost like you're ticking a box as opposed to New Testament giving, which I think is very much one of sacrifice and going above and beyond. So I think in that respect, um, tithing can limit us in terms of our mindset towards giving. Um, the, other, the other thing that I find a bit problematic, and this is more just what I've witnessed over the years in some churches, not, not all, just a, you know, a very small minority where they misquote uh, scripture and you know, uh, sort of make people feel guilty by suggesting they're robbing God. I think that can be very abused if it's not done, uh, if it's not taught properly. So that's, that's a big one. And then, of course, there's the, the other very common one is linking giving and blessing together. It's a sort of cause and effect theology. If I give X, Y will occur for me. And whilst there is a definite concept in Scripture of reaping what you sow, and, of course, um, uh, you'll be rewarded as well in heaven, so those two are very important biblical concepts, I think it can be dangerous if we directly link my tithing to a, you know, all of a sudden God's going to make me rich kind of thing. And that, that's some of the danger where these scriptures can get taken out of context. 
Um, so there, there, there are a few of them. But I think the main thing is we want to go above and beyond, not be limited by tithing. So uh, whether tithes does or doesn't apply to us today, and uh, you know there'll be debate around that, how should we as Christian believers think about our giving now? Mm. Well, look, I think this is the good news. It's, it's, firstly, it's, it's, it's simple. The first reality, and we see this in you know, Psalm 24, verse 1, is our money is not ours. Our money is God's. So anyone who says Jesus is my Lord and Saviour should be saying to themselves, actually, you know what? The money I have is it's God's money, and I'm called to steward it, and I'm to use it for God's glory. And, uh, and that, that should be our opening mindset as how we think about it. Then we say, right, okay, well, the overwhelming message of the New Testament, and you see it particularly, and I'd encourage people to read chapters uh, 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9, because I think that really awesome template for it, um, and that is we must live generously. Uh, and we should give, and also because many listeners will be members of local churches, I would encourage you that if you go to a local church, you should give generously to that local church. It's, it's one of God's tools for the advancement of the gospel. You know, it's where we meet together, it's where we bring in community, it's where we, you know, do outreach and all sorts of things. So it should be a place where we give generously to. Um, of course, remember, as I said earlier, remember that Jesus raises the bar he never lowers it. And this, I think, is where the real question then becomes, maybe it's not how much should I give, but rather how much should I keep? That's what I think is a, another way of thinking about it. Um, in fact, there's a, a great quote from John Piper, if you indulge me to let me share it, because I think this is a really sure. useful quote. Um, and this is you know, straight from John Piper. It says here, It's a biblical truth beyond all dispute that all your money is God's. And has been loaned to you as a steward to use in ways that maximise the glorification of God's mercy in the world. And it is irrational to think that giving 10% of that money to the church settles the issue of good stewardship. In a world of such immense need and in a country of such immense luxury and under the uh, commission of such a powerful Lord, the issue of stewardship is not shall I tithe, but rather how much of God's trust fund dare I use to surround myself with comforts? Now, there's a challenging, it's very, you know, it's quite in your face, but I think it's useful and it's a great way for us to think about it. And of course, one of my favourite authors or I guess favourite Christian leaders from history is the founder of the Methodist, John Wesley, where he says, make all you can, save all you can, give all you can. So don't let don't let tithing limit you. Don't let it limit your giving. You know, step out in faith and uh, give generously um, according to you know how God's blessed you and uh, what He puts on your heart to give. It's a challenge, Alex Cook. Uh, not how much should I give, but how little can I survive on? Uh, that's actually <laughs> <laughs> that's actually very very powerful uh, challenge. <laughs> Hey, Alex, are there resources on tithing on your website? Oftentimes I'll give the wealthwithpurpose.com website and talk about free ebooks and the My Toolkit. Is there something that reflects this sort of this, teaching on tithing there? Yes, in fact, there's a, a, an ebook solely on tithing uh, called Beyond the Tithe. Um, so if you go to wealthwithpurpose.com, and then under the resources tab, there's our ebooks, and you can click on that and see all the different ebooks. Uh, but there's one called Beyond the Tithe, which unpacks obviously more than what I've been able to say on air today, uh, and gives a bit more of the history to it, and a bit more of an in-depth explanation for people to to get a really uh, good understanding, but also to pray through it. You know, I think this is an issue that you've got to take to God. 
you've got to be settled in your own heart and own mind about it. Don't just take my word for it. You know, actually, you know, talk to your pastor and really think carefully about it because it is so important that we do live generously as believers. All right. Alex Cook, founder of Wealth With Purpose, the wealthwithpurpose.com website for that free uh, e-books and look for the one on tithing, the My Toolkit. There's free videos, podcast content. You can follow Alex on Facebook and Twitter. There's an Ask Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com email too. Alex Cook, great insights once again. Thank you so much for taking some time to share these with listeners today on 2020. My pleasure. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you.